0: Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff on Censored. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the pod. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster, and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great, uh, not interviews, but a lot of great uh, headlines to get to. Plus, we're going to Break down what the hell is wrong with the Denver Broncos. I do want to give you I teased this in the last episode. I had lunch with my kids at their their school the other day on Friday, I think it was. And it was it was really cool. When you go in there, you're kind of a celebrity as as an adult, because the kids see the same staff members every single day and plus their classmates. So when they have a, a parent come in, it's just like, whoo, who is that? Who's who's Dad is that? Oh, that's Jackson's and stuff like that. So it was kind of funny. It was neat, but what what I liked the most was the smell of the cafeteria. I miss cafeteria food, especially from the school. It, it just brought me back. You got you know the, the seating plus the smell. You got the lunch ladies wearing the hairnets. It was great, and it made me think of that Adam Sandler song that that he did. Chris Farley didn't sing in it, but when he performed it live on SNL, Chris Farley was dancing around as the lunch lady. And I just love that song. I know all the words of that song. I'm not going to sing them for you today because you don't need that damage to your ears. They will start bleeding.
1: Lunch lady land Oh, hoagies oh, oh. and grinders, hoagies and grinders, navy Beach, navy
0: beach, meatloaf Sandwich, Slappy Joe, slap Slappy Joe, Slappy Joe, slap Slappy Joe. <laughs> I can keep going. I could, but I won't. I want to deep down in my core. I want to. Speaking of that, real quick side note on Adam Sandler music. If you're in the era of when Adam Sandler had comedy albums. Nothing like his movies, very raunchy, some somewhat like this this podcast. Like there's no limits, but even more so with his comedy stuff, hilarious. A lot of huge names on there, like Conan O'Brien was a, a constant character voice on these. But anyway, I remember some of his songs. I'm not going to tell you the words to the song, but medium pace. If you've ever listened to that album, for some strange freaking twisted reason I know every single word to that song now you're gonna go look it up you're gonna go to google Adam Sandler medium pace song right you're gonna listen to it then you're gonna be finished with it you might be able to finish it and then you're gonna go man the huffs a lot more screwed up than I thought (laughs) that I don't know why he knows every single word to that song (laughs) it's damaging. I also went to two kids' birthday parties this weekend, one of which was at an indoor soccer facility, which was really neat. I've never been to one of those. There's one off 112th here in the North Glen Thornton area. Really cool. And they have a huge, I'm guessing it's roughly a hundred yards one, but then they also have a short one that you can rent out And that's what the the parents of this kid did. They rented out the short field. It was really neat. Essentially, the kids played soccer for two straight hours every now and then stopping to eat some pizza. And my daughter was essentially the only girl out there just playing uh, with the boys. And she held her own. She did a good job. There was a few times she got hurt and banged up. But then it's just like, you just got to get up. Like these guys, aren't, nobody's stopping, and it was a lot of fun. And at one point, the kids are like, "Hey, let's get the parents out here, and we'll do parents on uh, against the kids." And so I go out there. I wasn't wanting to play. I'm my body's so screwed up, but I was like, "Let's just do it." I kind of had to test my hip because I got an injection uh, like a uh, two weeks ago, so I didn't need. I needed to see. If the injection was really working and and my hip held up, didn't give out on me, thankfully. But so I'm playing. God, I sound so old when I say when I say shit like that. I'm running around first. The first thing I did when I'm on defense is one of the kids has it. And keep in mind, they're like seven, eight years old (laughs) is I run after them full speed. And I realize I don't have any soccer skills. But I do have one skill that I could just throw out there. So I just yell at the kid. I'm like, ah! (laughs) And he totally like starts, he kind of curls up, bunches up, and then I steal the ball. (laughs) It was great. Hey, you can use that. It worked. I did that several times. And then there's this one kid. All the kids there were pretty good at soccer. I was very impressed. Much better than I am. And every this one kid, I swear, maybe five or six times I accidentally kicked the ball like an adult kicks a, foot, uh, a soccer ball. I kicked it fairly hard right into his chest like five or six times. I felt like such an asshole. And every time I'm like, oh, my God, are you OK? And then by the, by the, the last one, I'm like, dude, what in the hell is wrong? Do you have a magnet on your chest? What is going on? Then I'm like sitting there worried. I'm like, when his mom shows up to pick him up, she's going to be like, he did what? He kept kicking the ball. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> that's I was waiting for that. So I actually, as soon as I saw the kid's mom, I was just like, I just want you to know, I, I hit your child with soccer balls, but not on purpose. <laughs> and she's like, "Ah, oh, that's fine. You probably deserved it. I'm like, eh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> he was nice to me. Anyway, it was it was funny as a lot of good times. But yeah, there's a lot of cool birthday parties now that the, my kids are at that, that, you know, between seven and 10 type of age bracket. They, they do a lot of cool things. So indoor soccer was fun. My daughter also went to another party where she went to Defy, which is one of those trampoline places. And, and just insane. They did that for two hours, had a blast. It's just a lot of cool things. I don't I didn't participate in that. I just I have no interest in in jumping around, it, but I figured let the kids do that and and they had a blast. You know what? What else is a blast? Doing some headlines.
1: Let's go! Let's go! And now,
0: here are the headlines. <laughs> I know Halloween was a few weeks ago, but I just saw this story and it's hilarious. I I pulled it from Fox news, a Texas homeowner says hooker ghosts have been taking over her rental property. They're trying to stir up business. Who's the lady? Her name's Linda Hill. She owns uh, Hill manor Hill house manor in Texas. I'm going to play you the interview from Fox news one. I, I can't stand whoever the hell the, the interviewer is, She's trying to answer things, and he's kind of a dick. But that being said, it is kind of funny listening to this story. So here you go.
2: Linda Hill and her husband own a property that used to be an old bordello. And the ghosts that live there are very on brand. They're, they're not scary. They're sexual. Linda claims she once was taking a shower and a dark figure outside the curtain yelled, Looking good. Looking good. The Hills tried renting out the house for a few years, but nobody would last more than six months. Today, people are back to renting it out by the night to investigate paranormal activity, of course. Owner of Hill House Manor, Linda Hill, joins me now. So Linda, you're not putting me on. This really happened? No, this really happened. It wasn't some creepy uh, guy that you it forgot you invited over, giving you a compliment during your no, shower? No, no,
1: no. I thought it was my husband. I mean, he and I were the only ones in the house. And I spoke to him, uh, you know, he told me I was looking good. I said, thank you. And I asked him what he'd been doing that day. And we had a conversation and he left.
2: So you were were showering and and the ghost kind of came on to you. What else have you noticed about these sexy ghosts? I hate
0: that.
1: Well, you know, we've got all kinds of ghosts. We've got kids and we've got old people, old guys, and we've got hookers. That's what you're talking about is the hookers of Hill House Manor. They tend to come on to men because they tend to be hookers and like (laughs) men will report having somebody has stroked their face or stroked their arm or touched them on the shoulder. Can I be heard over the train? Wow. I mean, that's
2: paranormal Um, right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We knew it would time out perfectly
2: for this. You get it? (laughs) They're they're horny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, it is Halloween. (laughs) They're really honking those horns. Well, I guess the good thing about a prostitute ghost is you don't have to pay her.
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs) And they try to stir up business, but they can't figure out a way to conclude the transaction. Mm. So nothing ever happens.
2: Yeah. It's Venmo. But
1: the guys like it.
2: (laughs) Oh, I bet the guys love it. Guys love anything. All
0: right. That was uh, Jesse Waters, and he's an annoying host. (laughs) I got to say. Now, that being said, it's kind of funny what they're talking about. And, uh, I mean, it's funny because you don't hear a lot about that as far as the sexual. We did that kind of around the Halloween headlines. Maybe that was my Halloween uh, episode. But you talk about people always saying that it would be interesting, like I always say, Mike Evans always jokes around about saying that he would like to have sex with a ghost or wouldn't mind it. He wouldn't put it, push it away type of thing. And, and I guess if you knew it was a female ghost and you're attracted to females, why not? Why wouldn't you allow that to happen? Here's what I'm saying I would do. I would go stay the night at the Hill House Manor, the haunted Hill House Manor, the hookers of Hill House Manor, or whatever you want to say. I would stay the night there. I would leave a $20 bill on the nightstand. I would then proceed to sleep in the nude. And you know what? Just see what happens. (laughs) All in the name of science. (laughs) You're like, oh, oh, what was that? It was just the wind. Damn it. Damn it. It's funny and I know this has nothing to do with this time of year now like cuz we've already passed Halloween but it is an interesting concept to think about and I guess why we don't hear more about the the entities like ghosts being sexual cuz it does kind of bring up the the question of do ghosts have libidos like do do they have sexual desires and I'm guessing they don't and i'm guessing this is more of a publicity the only people that would want to rent out a room at the uh hill house manor are guys because they're just we're a horny bastards (laughs) we're horny horny bastards but as far as anybody else i just can't see anybody doing that and and as far as I understand that it would be an interesting thing that if it happened, you know, you, you have a sexual encounter with a ghost that you could say you did, you banged a ghost. But I just, I, I get, I, I joke about it. I just, I don't think I would. I think ultimately that'd be way too scary. <laughs> way too scary. I don't know what kind of power they have. You know what I mean? I'm I'm like talking about physical strength. You don't want something to get busted. i'm gonna gonna say something gross okay really gross why does it look like a seven (laughs) i don't want to talk about it (laughs) anyway let's move on from that one holy shit but real quick listening to that interviewer fucking annoying always cutting her off and i understand that they're doing that uh live and there's there's some lag because of the satellite feed and shit But he's just, he's a guy that's trying to be funny, and he's not funny at all. I don't know, Venmo. (laughs) How about you just interview her and try not to be a fucking douchebag? How about that? God. Anyway, a man found and returned a check for $4.5 million to the company. uh, I think it's pronounced Haribo. Haribo, that's how my kids pronounce it. It's the the people that make gummy bears. Anyway, this guy sits down and he's starting to snack on some gummy bears and he finds that there's a check in there for like four and a half million dollars. So he does the right thing and contacts Haribo and says, hey, here's this check. What do you want me to do with it? They say, hey, destroy it and please send a photo of evidence of its destruction please if you could. And then he's like okay, he does it and then as a thank you they send him six packets of the treats that they 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 make there. Whether it's uh I think it was just gummy bears that they sent him six pack bags of those. Now he's going out there and blasting Haribo saying how cheap they are. For only giving him six packets of sweets as a reward. And that's just not good enough. Listen, I get it. But here's the thing. You couldn't have cashed that check. No. All they did was, okay, just shred it. And we'll make sure the uh, the check is canceled. It would have been canceled anyway. There's no way you could have cashed that check. Ask anybody in banking. There's no fucking way for that amount of money. You are not cashing it because there's a lot of verification that's going to go into that one. So you're sitting there going, I just saved this company four and a half million dollars. I could have cashed it and retired a rich man. No, you couldn't have. The fact that they gave, gave you six packets of or six bags of, of candy, that's just them being nice. They didn't have to do that. You did a good deed. You don't need technically to be rewarded for that. How about you did a nice thing? If I drop my wallet on the street and someone picks it up and hands it to me, they shouldn't be expecting a reward for that. One, I'm a cheap bastard. And two, all you did was do a nice thing. You did what any good human being would do. Pick up the wallet. And and return it to the owner. Essentially, same exact thing. You had a check that you re, you told the company about. They said thank you. Please destroy it. Send us a picture of you of you destroying it, please. All they're doing now is canceling that check and reissuing another one. First of all, how does that get <laughs> to inside a bag? That's ridiculous. But anyway, it did. This guy is just being greedy. You don't need to be that way. Stop being greedy. Every little thing you do, you deserve a reward. Come on, geez. Well, I showed up to school. Why don't I get a trophy? (laughs) You don't get a trophy. I showed up to work. Like, I only missed like four days. Why am I not, you know, winning the attendance award or whatever? Just like, come on, man. Stop. A man dumped his girlfriend after finding out she had five husbands and another lover. All I can say is, who the hell has time for that? I'm talking about the lady. How do you have time to have five husbands and another lover? Plus this guy. Are you kidding me? She has seven dudes that he knows of. That's a lot to keep track of. What's your day look like? I'm fascinated. I would love to talk to this lady. What's your day like? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Seriously, map it out for me. And then show me a week. I would love to know what this lady's day is like and what a week is like for, for her. Like you're just constantly getting pounded. It has to be, right? If you have that many boy toys, the fact that she had five husbands though is really disturbing. Now, if she had five boyfriends then like, and then just like a, you know, sex buddy, whatever, plus this guy. I mean, I guess I could kind of understand that, but the fact that she is committed and is married to five of these individuals, that's bizarre to me. Why, why do that? And I'm sure you could say it is probably financial, but it's just like, how do you explain that to your husband's? I mean, five of them. And I'm guessing they don't know about each other. That's so confusing to me. <laughs> My brain can't handle it. I'm just sitting here trying to break down the math. How do you spend, spend your time? How, where do you sleep at night? How do you explain when you're not home? They would all have to be on the same page, don't you think? Like there's a schedule, Carol... Carol, you're boning Carl tonight. Tomorrow, you're with Max. And then uh, the next day, you're going to be with me and then Tony. And then it's just like, geez, it, you would have to have a schedule. And you would they would all have to be on the same page for that to make sense. That, don't you think? I just don't see how that, especially because she's allegedly married to five guys, I just don't see how that can work unless they're all on board with it. Right? Kind of kind of crazy anyway we got more things to talk i'm going to talk about the denver broncos and their problem they got a big one and a lot of people are pointing the finger at multiple people but i'm only pointing the finger at one person that's coming up next first root for safeties this season with your friends at superbook sports if you bet with superbook this football season they're going to give you a 50 dollars bonus if a safety is scored on a sunday so however it happens Guess what? You're going to root for chaos and try to win some money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. At Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, they have an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Did you know they deliver? They do, and they also do curbside pickup. You can stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. You can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. With the holiday parties coming up, that's what you want to do. Load up on some drink recipes and load up on some Total Beverage, and guess what? You're going to have some great parties. Again, it's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. So the Denver Broncos lost again. It is really difficult to be a Denver Broncos fan. And I'm going to read some tweets for you, and then I'm going to react to these. Benjamin Albright of KOA wrote, The Broncos are now 3-6. and The team, offense, had a bye week to prep for the Titans and mustered a meager 10 points. Zero in the second half. Nathaniel Hackett continues to veer toward one season and done as a head coach. Cecil Lammy wrote, Cecil of football guys and 104.3 the fan, he wrote, I think the Broncos have a Hackett problem. One the new ownership group will address when the season is over. Russ is their guy. They already paid him. They need to find the right fit to get the most out of their investment. That's not Nathaniel Hackett, in my honest opinion. Nathaniel Hackett also said prior to the game, when the broadcasters actually met with Nathaniel Hackett, I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't actually have the audio, but he said something to the effect of where he gets too emotionally involved in each offensive play, especially when the play fails. And he has a hard time moving past it, has a hard time moving forward. That's not a good thing. You cannot get stuck in the mud because something failed. You need to learn from it and move forward. Let it run off your back. One thing that I had a boss tell me back in the day, when you make mistakes, develop rivers on your back because that's the only way you're going to move forward. And that's what he needs to do. You screw up. It was a bad play. Fails for whatever reason. Let it roll off your back and keep moving forward. Otherwise, you're just sitting there. You're infecting the future plays. The next play could be great, but maybe you just call at the wrong time or whatever. Nathaniel Hackett, that is not something you want to be admitting. Now but it did get me thinking because remember he had hired that that support coach <laughs> it, it is making me think does he need another coach does he need does Nathaniel Hackett need an, an emotional support coach huh or or this like if he's having a hard time moving past bad plays he's just getting stuck there going oh that one failed meanwhile two or three more plays have, have occurred since the failure now he's just in a, this giant pile of just crappy plays. He needs a support puppy on the sideline. Let's just be honest. That's what you need, Nathaniel Hackett. Get a puppy on the sideline. Yeah, you know, you have a bad play. You, the camera points over to Nathaniel Hackett, and he's just like petting the puppy. And you see this concerned look on his face. He's like, oh, the uh, bad plays happen. Whoa, pet the puppy, pet the puppy, make the bad plays go away, puppy. And then he's just like, pet the puppy, pet the puppy, pet the puppy, pet the puppy.
1: I'm petting the puppy!
0: Okay. (laughs) Nathaniel, man, we all make mistakes. But you have to let those mistakes run off your back. You learn from them, and you move forward. Listen, I've tried to defend Nathaniel Hackett, but I, I, I don't think we can do that anymore. I think he's just not cut out as of right now, to be a head coach. Some people are meant to be managers, and some people just aren't. And that's that's fine. He's just not supposed to be the head guy, or at least he's just not ready now. And you just got to own up to it. I'm just not the right fit. I, I was listening to... Schlereth and Evans this morning and they said something that I've been saying for a while and I'm surprised more people aren't saying it and it's like yeah finally you're catching up here's the thing Nathaniel Hackett stop being a play caller be a head coach quit trying to call plays reduce the load you you don't need to be doing that and when you have too much stuff on your plate sometimes You just got to remove some stuff so you can focus on what is really essential. Have you ever done that in a project where you just have so much in front of you? You're like, whoa, this is really overwhelming. Either somebody tells you like, hey, take this off, take this off, and then just really focus on this part of the gig. That's what you need to focus on is this little part. Don't focus on all this. Focus on this. This is what you need to focus on, and you're more likely to be successful. That's what he needs to do. Stop calling the plays, Nathaniel Hackett. You can't do it. You need to own up. Hey, that's just too much. It's just too much for me to handle. Okay? Guess what? If that happens, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to let the other guy call plays because it's just a little too much for me, I'm a first-year head coach. I'm still trying to figure out being a head coach, let alone being a head coach and a play caller. Let somebody else call the plays. And guess what? If you find success, we're going to appreciate you. If you continue to fail, at least we can say you tried. Now we're still going to hate you if you fail. <laughs> that's, that's just Broncos country. Come on, man. But right now, you're trying to do the same thing and get different results. It's ridiculous. You can't do that. It's the cliche, that's insanity, trying to do the same thing but expect different results. You're, It's moronic. You can't be doing that, and that's what you're doing. Also, here's the other thing, Nathaniel Hackett. How about you do some adjustments in mid-game? Things aren't working that well. Change it up. because, like uh, what's his name? Benjamin Albright brought up the second half, they had zero points in the second half. So something wasn't working. And by mid-third quarter, you probably should have realized, ah, it's not working, what we're doing. Let's make some adjustments. I will say this: Gary Kubiak was very good at making mid-game adjustments. Things aren't working. Go to the drawing board. What can we do? This isn't working. They figured it out. How can we adjust on this? Trust the people around you. You need to communicate and figure out what's going on. Any business is the same thing. Guys, we're getting our tails kicked by this. This this little speed bump came in the way of our game plan. We can't continue with our current game plan because it's just going to be, we're just going to, find failure instead of success. You wouldn't just continue with the game plan. That would be bad business. You would adjust. You would go, okay, we can, uh, we can adjust a little bit or maybe we do a dramatic turn and do something different in order to try to find success. You are doing the same thing. You are running into the uh, brick wall and going, why won't it move? And then just sitting there going, running your head into the brick wall and going, maybe he'll get out of the way. I don't know. Maybe the, the brick wall will just crumble. No. And I know a lot of people are sitting in there bagging on Russell Wilson, but here's my thing with Russell Wilson. Look at the offensive line, complete garbage. And then to add on to the garbage offensive line, you got guys falling like flies, on the offensive line. So you got backup guys playing the position, and it's just like he goes from a very holy and not in a good way offensive line to a complete train wreck, hot pile of garbage, whatever cliche you want to mix with it. That's what it is. It is a steaming pile of hot dog poop for an offensive line, and people are sitting there going, well, this is Russell Wilson's fault. He can't find an open guy. Yeah, there's times, I will say this, there's been plenty of times where you're like, Russell, how the hell did you not find that guy wide open in the middle of the field? That's bizarre to me. That's annoying to me. But that being said, there's way too many times where he's running for his life. And he is just, he just scatterbrained now. I think Russell Wilson needs to sit down with an, a third-party psychiatrist and have them sit down together and really kind of work through some mental issues. Because I think there's some shit going on with Russell. I think Russell Wilson is able to be salvaged. Nathaniel Hackett, as of right now, I don't see that happening. As far as Nathaniel Hackett goes, he send him to the scrapyard because we don't need him here in Broncos country. Russell Wilson, I still believe in Russell Wilson. You get a good offensive line in front of him. If he's still playing like garbage... Then we got a problem, and he's missed. He he's out. You know, I guess you could say he's well past his prime, and his wheels are falling off. Which, by the way, where have we seen that before? Like usually, it's like five or what? How old is Russell? But either way, it's like you know, add five to six years on him, and then you could see the wheels just falling off. Like Peyton Manning, it happened to Peyton Manning. But I, I just don't think his wheels are are falling off yet. I think he's a product of the environment Russell Wilson is the product of the environment. You got a bad head coach. You got a a complete garbage of an offensive line. It's completely chaotic. He's in a new system. And, and I'm, I'm completely, completely cuddling Russell Wilson right now, holding him close to my bosom and saying, it's not your fault. It's, Hackett, (laughs) it's not your fault. I still think, yes, Russell, you've made some mistakes. You made some big mistakes. But I think Russell Wilson is salvageable. I do not think Nathaniel Hackett is salvageable. He's not. It's just a mess right now for the Broncos. The offensive line is trash, and so is Nathaniel Hackett. I am not willing to put... Russell Wilson in the trash category. Maybe compost. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. <laughs> but here's the thing. Again, Russell, do better. But I don't blame everything on him. I don't. I think there's more issues with Nathaniel Hackett in the offensive line. And the offensive line not going to get fixed anytime soon. And that's troubling. But Nathaniel Hackett... Man, before like say three four weeks ago, when everybody was calling for Hackett to get fired at the bye week, which would have been a perfect opportunity to do it if they didn't beat the Jaguars. But I was kind of against it. Now I am I, and I see that Jeff Saturday at least won against the you know it's the Raiders and they're a hot pile of poo as well. But I I guess I'd be fine now if if the Denver Broncos canned Nathaniel Hackett he won't even make it a year I I would be fine with that as long as they can get somebody else in there shoot man get get Peyton Manning get get Mark Schlereth get somebody like that let them finish out the season see what happens we'll have a competition with Indianapolis who can have the best record by the end of the season with an interim head coach that has essentially no experience we'll see what happens it'll be a fun game We'll see what happens. Just get somebody in there instead of Nathaniel Hackett. The Hackett experience needs to end. And I hate to say that about somebody losing their job, but man, I just feel like that it's, it's just not going to get better. It's just not. And you hear that he is having a hard time with in-game situations and he's just getting too emotionally involved with the team and, and failures. It's like, you got to let that stuff roll off your back, bud. It's not helping. Anyway, I, I want the Broncos to succeed. I just, Nathaniel Hackett, I'm giving up on you. I am. Uh, I have no belief in you. I, I would believe in like just about anybody else taking over the reins, just about anybody else, but not, I, I, I just don't believe in you. Uh, And I hate to say that, but it's just Broncos country deserves better. The Broncos organization deserves better. Swap him out. See if you can get a breath of fresh air in there. Have somebody else obviously calling the plays and really sitting down with Russell and be like, what works? What doesn't? How can we be better? If the Broncos can win, like, Six games, six more games. I'll be happy with that. Come on. Wouldn't we all? But man, I don't see that happening with Nathaniel Hackett. Any other industry, they would just be like, you know what? This is too much. We're bleeding everywhere. We are bleeding out. You got to stop the bleeding. And Nathaniel Hackett is that giant wound in the Denver Broncos that needs to be sewed up and, and fixed. So get rid of them. Because it's not helping, it's hurting. Anyway, that's my Bronco rant. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Share it with your friends if you're able. And if you can, please, if you can, give it a nice review. Thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver, and of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward you make a mistake, don't sit there and be a little bitch about it. Learn from it. Move on. Try not to make it again. (laughs) Anyway, it's the Huff Uncensored. I'll talk to you next time.